I am so excited to be teaming up with Pandora to bring you these special episodes of Rain to celebrate our inspirational female sporting stars. Pandora are the official national jewelry sponsor of UEFA Women's Euro 2022. With games across nine UK cities, this is a sporting moment for everybody. One that's a celebration of inclusion, diversity, and female empowerment, something both Rain and Pandora are all about. The UEFA Women's Euros are set to be the biggest women's European sporting event in history and will create half a million new football opportunities for women and girls by 2024. That is real change we should all be cheering for. Together, Pandora and Rain want to encourage women and young girls everywhere to follow your dreams and reach your goals. Not just during this epic summer of sport, but always be it on the court, on the pitch, or in your career. So babes, let's come together to be fearless and create our own story, just like our inspirational athletes. And with Pandora, there's always a piece of jewelry you can create or customize to help tell that story. Just head to pandora.net or your nearest store. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. I'm so glad you're here, babes. If you know anything about me, you'll know that I am absolutely obsessed with women's sport and there's so much of it to look forward to this summer. So I wanted to dedicate a few special episodes of the podcast this summer to some of our most inspirational athletes. This podcast is all about opening up, having big conversations, celebrating wins and taking the losses as lessons to make it rain over our own lives. I always find things in these conversations to think about in my own life and I really hope you will too. So, welcome to rain. I cannot believe it, but today I'm so excited to welcome the 2022 Wimbledon champion, Elena Ribikina. I caught up with Elena the day after her Wimbledon win, which saw her make history as the first player from Kazakhstan to win a Grand Slam tournament. She chats to me from outside the Wimbledon grounds about how a positive mindset took her to lifting that trophy, her goals for the rest of the season, and adjusting to newfound attention following her win. She is the new queen of tennis, so get your crowns at the ready and let's reign. Hello, Wimbledon champion. How does that feel? Yeah, it's still tough to believe even uh, it was yesterday, but still it's it's so much going on and it was such a difficult match yesterday. So it's uh, it sounds amazing, but still tough to believe. Mm. Has it sunk in yet at all? Slowly, slowly, I understand what's going on and uh, I'm getting so much attention now. So it's uh, it's a bit difficult, but uh, I think uh, in the end of the day, I'm going to remember these uh, two weeks uh, uh, as a fairy tale for sure. It's been a complete fairy tale and it's been so amazing to watch you from match one right through to the final. But what went through your head when you knew you won and you were walking up to that net to shake hands? I think by my reaction you could see that I was just <laughs> shocked and kind of paralyzed because uh, I didn't expect that uh, it's going to happen in these two weeks. Uh, we, we did a great job with the team, we were working hard, but uh, 
with the preparation I had, which I actually didn't because I was uh, unlucky to get sick and some maybe injuries before. So I came at Wimbledon maybe without the thoughts that I'm going to win, uh, win a slam or it was just more relaxed for me. And uh, in the end, just I think first week I enjoyed a lot uh, because I didn't have any expectations and uh, I was going in the evening to see the city a bit. So it was really relaxed atmosphere. But then I was getting closer to the semis, final and quarters. It was really... Uh, it started to get nervous and every day was, I think, more difficult and uh, in the end uh, I was just happy when the, the match finished and, uh, yeah, as, as I said, I just couldn't believe in that moment. Mm. What nerves did you have before the match and during the match and how did you kind of try and contain those nerves? Uh, I think I was more relaxed on the semi-final because I played against uh, Simona and uh, she's a great champion and we had uh, many tough battles uh, in the past. Uh, I was more relaxed and I showed, I think, one of my best matches against her. But then after I had a day off, I practiced, it was normal day, everything was fine. But then in the evening, I already started to get nervous. I didn't sleep so well. So many thoughts were coming to my head. And uh, in the morning, I was just thinking that the time is so slow, like I have to play the match, but it's like, it was, I think, two o'clock, but it was going so slow and I was super nervous. Uh, then on the match, uh, I think also first set, I didn't play my best at all. On started really well and first set, I was still full of emotions inside, was difficult to control and uh, I couldn't show my best tennis. I didn't ser serve as good as I served other matches. So, uh, so yes, it's just after first set, I was telling myself, okay, it's just... It's a final, but how many experience uh, I already had playing big matches and uh, uh, the worst thing, what can happen, I just lose. And I had this experience, especially when I'm up, when I was up and I was very close to finish the match, but then I will lose this match. So uh, I was just trying to, in the end, focus on the point and uh, not to think about anything else, just on my, on my match, on my what I have to do to play better. So slowly, slowly I found my way. And uh, yeah, in the end I was so into the match. So I didn't even realize when it finished because I was preparing myself. Even I have a match point just not to get this, uh, to, to get this thoughts of oh, one point and it's finished. So I was like, no, it's still many more points in front. So I was kind of tricking myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly one of the most amazing examples of mental strength, isn't it? How have you learned to work on your mental strength throughout your career and to get yourself into that winning mindset. How have you managed that? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's just the experience and uh, some uh, pity losses I had in the past. I think it's... Uh, uh, I mean, I think it's just the experience and uh, also my coach before the match, he was trying to help me. He was also... He saw on the warm-up that uh, I'm a bit... Uh, 
different that I'm nervous and uh, I was so much into myself for like than the other days so he was trying to tell me also that uh, you are ju- you are so young and you can still play many more finals and uh, just not to think about what what can happen just just play and try to enjoy so this also helped me of course mm. how do you look after your mental health and your mental well-being because I think it's just becoming such a amazing discussion within sport and an overdue discussion as well how have you learned to look after your mental well-being uh, I never had any uh, lessons or any anything with a mental coach but uh, yeah I just think that it's just some information which is coming to me uh, from coaches from other maybe players how they react on a different situation and it's just my experience and I I think it's all together um, but I was really happy that I actually managed with all my emotions because as I said I had previous matches where it was very close matches but then I, I, I was the one who, who will lose or miss so yeah I think it's just uh, it's just time and experience in the end of the day. Mm. Do you think as well, like, I saw you um, do your press conference afterwards and you got quite emotional when you thought about your parents and how they will react to your win? Because with tennis, it's not just you who has to make so many sacrifices to become a champion. It's your family as well. What kind of sacrifices have you had to make as a family to realise this dream that has now come true. Uh, yes, for sure, it's sacrifice. Everybody sacrifices in this situation. Not only me, my my family team, of course. They they spend so much time with me. Uh, many coaches they they help not only on court, let's say in the gym. It's something outside. Everybody trying to 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 help. And I was I'm actually very lucky because I have not only good coaches but very good people around me. So, um, yeah, of course, it's mostly about the time uh, when I'm young. It's about the decision which my parents did, maybe. So, uh, I think it's it's uh, it's many things uh, together. Yeah. Mm. What did they say to you when you called them? to tell them that you were the Wimbledon champion and they knew you were the Wimbledon champion? I didn't even say that. We didn't uh, actually talk uh, so much yet. Uh, we were just laughing after about my press and everything, joking around, but uh, uh, I was also with my sister, so it was just uh, more like laugh conversation. But uh, yeah, it was maybe four hours after I played my match. So uh, let's see when I when I meet with them what they're gonna say. But for now, it's just many things happening with me, and of course, I'm telling them and many people calling them to co- congratulate. So it's just uh, I think everybody like kind of in a rush and don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I think that's so amazing, and when you get to that point, you're gonna have the biggest party aren't you when you go home and see them yeah for sure for sure and uh, yeah in press conference I think it was just already uh, I kept all the emotions on the match and then they were asking me so many questions and I didn't get 
used to it yet. I never had so much attention before. So, of course, when they asked me, I was just already too tired. And, of course, it was about parents and I missed them. I didn't even talk with them yet. So, uh, I don't know uh, when we're going to see each other and how we're going to talk. But for now, it was just laughing and joking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's such an interesting point because... I think the media in general gets so obsessed with how female sports stars react as well. And you're either too emotional or not emotional enough. And I feel like these words are always banded around, especially on female athletes. Do you think that the media are overly obsessed with how emotional a player can be on and off court? Yes, I think that everybody, of course, expects a different reaction and uh, only my friends before they were laughing and joking also saying, oh, one day you never have any different reaction, it's always the same and we're just wondering what, what it's going to be when you win a Grand Slam and unfortunately it was the same reaction, <laughs> but you could see on my face that it's, it's not just I finished the match, I was in total shock, so... I don't know. I'm gonna try, of course, to work hard to to be to be in the final again and hopefully win another Grand Slam. But uh, and maybe I'm gonna have different reactions. But uh, at least you saw something at the press conference. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that it was a very emotional win, even if you weren't necessarily showing it on your face. You could tell how much yeah. it meant to you, and and you have become an incredible history maker as well through this win. You are such a game changer. Like becoming the first person from Kazakhstan to win a major Grand Slam title. What effect do you hope this has in Kazakhstan? Uh, after, uh, after I won my match in semis, I got the message from the president of the country. It was something unbelievable. You couldn't even think that something similar can happen and uh, of course uh, uh, my semis and uh, final uh, president of uh, our uh, Kazakhstan Tennis Federation came to support me and he was there all the time and even during the first matches he is always uh, he was always trying to 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 write me, so he was always in touch, and it's it's really really nice. And when you think how much attention you are getting, not only from the fans, friends, uh, it's just from such important people. It uh, it's very difficult to believe, and you feel uh, so much. Uh, hmm. You feel important and, uh, of course, it's, it's very nice. These special episodes of Rain celebrating our inspirational female sporting stars are brought to you in collaboration with Pandora, who are the official national jewellery sponsor of the UEFA Women's Euro 2022. This summer of sport is all about encouraging women and girls everywhere to feel empowered and motivated to be the person they want to be. Just like these inspirational female athletes you're hearing from in these episodes, you can achieve anything. Whether it's in sport, your career, or any of your life goals, get out there, be fearless, and write your own story. 
Rain and Pandora are both about lifting up the inspirational people in our lives too. The UEFA Women's Euros are set to be the biggest women's European sporting event in history. So let's back our incredible athletes and make this not only a game-changing summer, but a legacy for women's sport that lasts forever. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. You have become a role model basically overnight when you think about that and the platform you now have, what kind of role model do you want to be and what do you want to stand for as an athlete? I can say that uh, with my example, no matter uh, when you started to play tennis, uh, how much did you practice when you were young, in the end of the day, just... Uh, uh, the belief and the hard work because uh, you don't have to be uh, in the very uh, good situation with the finances, for example, to play tennis. In the end of the day, uh, everything can happen as, uh, as my example. And, uh, and yeah, I think for the country, it's also, I think now tennis is becoming even more popular because of my win uh, yesterday. Uh, we already had so many tournaments there in Kazakhstan and uh, and yeah, I just think that now it's going to be more and more people uh, who wants to play tennis and just uh, be more in tennis and know more about this sport. I think it's, it's, uh, it's really amazing. Mm, it is so incredible and I think it must be so amazing to think back to the you who first picked up a tennis racket, who is now sitting here as a Wimbledon champion. So let's take it back to the beginning of your tennis journey. Do you remember when you first picked up a racket? And when did you first think, I'm absolutely gonna go for this. I'm gonna become a professional tennis player. Uh, so first time I, I think I went to, to my first lesson when I was five, six. Uh, because before I was going to to do other sports with my sister, it was gymnastic and uh, ice skating. But there, they already told me that I'm too tall. And I think my <laughs> because I was following my sister a lot, so wherever she goes, I wanted to go also. Uh, so I think she she's the first one to stop doing ice skating and gymnastics. So. My dad offered to her, because she is older, three years older, offered to, to try tennis, to go and play just to see how it is. But straight away she said she doesn't want. And uh, I went alone and I remember I was super upset and I didn't even want to go because she's not there. And uh, after maybe a few hours I said, no, I want to play. So like this I stayed in tennis, but uh, it was never 
something like a lot in my life it was just two times a week I was practicing and it just it was just for fun so all the summer I would spend with my grandparents so it was really never thought that I'm gonna be a professional tennis player and uh, in the end we decided only when I was uh, it was big decision age of 17 when I was finishing my school and of course I had to decide what to do to go to the college and study and because I was playing juniors also and it was actually good I finished as a junior number three in the world so many many opportunities for the college I had but for some reason I was in US only two times to play US Open for some reason I already knew that I just don't want to be in America and study. I don't know why I had this, because many friends of mine, they, they actually really wanted to go. So it was kind of tough decision for the family also, because like all the par parents, they, they were worried or if something happens or if you injured or like you, it's, it's a difficult decision. But in the end, I'm very happy that uh, I stayed in tennis and I think it was uh, the biggest and uh, the most important decision in my life. Mm. If you could go back now and sit down with that 17-year-old you who was making that decision to become a professional athlete, what piece of advice would you want to give her? Mm. I can say that my journey was easy, but I think it was... Uh, everything in the right moment uh, and I met uh, people in the right moment so um, I don't know what I will say and uh, if you ask me if I, I wanted to change something I would say no I would leave everything like this so uh, the only thing I can say of course I, I would like to I wanted to avoid COVID and because this was the toughest I think times for everybody uh, so it was just last two years, but the rest, I think, uh, what happened, how I started to play, where I was practicing, I think I would, uh, I would leave every, everything same. Mm. I think that's such an interesting point because there's so many formative parts of life that make you a champion, aren't there? And I think for you, you were playing so well just before COVID, and COVID hit and then you couldn't practice for a few months and it, it was quite a difficult time for you as an athlete. Do you think now, looking back, that negative time has ultimately empowered you to become the athlete you are today? Uh, yes, for sure. I think without uh, tough times, uh, it's difficult to, to achieve something good. For sure, before you achieve something, it's uh, you have ups and downs like everyone and uh, of course uh, COVID and last few years it, it's been tough but I think I got so much uh, lessons, experience and uh, if everything will be normal maybe I will get the same amount of experience uh, experiences um, in a longer time, not in two years like it happened now. So I think yes, even it was tough, I think that that's why I'm... I'm here today. Yeah, 100%. And those moments of doubt and self-doubt can really propel you forward as well. What do you think in your career has been your biggest moment of self-doubt? And what do you do to quieten self-doubt when it comes about? 
I think it's uh, it's many moments when you feel upset and uh, down and maybe not believe in yourself as much as you should. But uh, in the end of the day, I think it's just uh, it's difficult to to do er everything by yourself. And uh, of course, uh, it's important to have good people around you. So I think my my team, no matter what, uh, my parents, no matter. Uh, what issues I have or how I feel, they were always uh, supporting me and saying that it's going to be always ups and downs and uh, you just have to, to wait and still work because it's going to come. And uh, yes, this result, it came very uh, unexpectable and also uh, I knew that I have a game but uh, I was not sure that I can show it here just because I was always thinking that I have to be in the perfect shape uh, playing my best tennis to achieve uh, something something good and uh, something big and uh, yeah in the end uh, as I said I didn't have great preparation so I cannot say that I was in the best uh, physical shape at Wimbledon I still think that uh, there is many things to improve and uh, yes, and I still won the biggest title. So the, this is something I should believe more to my team maybe earlier. I don't know, but that's also yeah. a lesson. Mm. I think that's such an amazing lesson. And being an athlete must, must teach you so much about the power yeah. of your body and your physical strength as well. How is your kind of relationship with your physical strength changed and developed and made you reflect on your body image and give you a positive body image as well through being an athlete? Uh, I can say that I have so much experience for my age uh, about the physical trainings because uh, as I said I I started quite late compared to the other uh, players maybe uh, so my professional practices let's say started like at the age of 17 18 so uh, yeah I just think that it's still so many things to improve if we talk about the physical condition and uh, I didn't touch many aspects like in the gym or so I think it's so good what you were saying because it shows just how much mental toughness and mental strength can push you through no matter what situation you're in whether you're up you're down you don't feel like you had the best physical training right yeah it's true but also I'm lucky genetically because I'm very tall and uh, everybody's asking also about the power I have and uh, I can say that this is not something I was working on so it's just I have this gift we try to uh, to adjust uh, for tennis in technique so I can use it uh, more but yeah this is something I will say just a just a luck <laughs> yeah I think that's so amazing and I think as well it's so great that you've been able to silence your inner critic and external critic as well how do you think your relationship with internal and external criticism has changed as well because it's quite an intense sport where you go into press conferences every day and then everyone's giving your opinions all the time how have you learned to quiet and external and internal moments of criticism yeah for sure it's uh, it's very tough for me now i don't have so much experience and uh, 
uh, I'm just trying to say how I feel, uh, trying to say what's really happening in my life, not to hide anything. And uh, of course, I'm getting some tough uh, questions and uh, not always you want to answer on everything, but uh, it's part of the job. And uh, uh, as everybody told me that I just have to get used to it. And it's also something about just the practices. So. Mm. And it's so amazing that you've become a Wimbledon champion at a time where women's sport this July is bigger than ever. We've got the women's Euros. We've got so much to celebrate in terms of women's sport. And I think as well, I mean, you're sponsored by Adidas and Adidas are very much pushing women in sport right now. How amazing does it feel to be a female athlete in this moment? where sport is really, really starting to champion women's sport? Of course, it's amazing and I'm super happy to be with Adidas family because uh, it's been already three years and uh, all these great results which I had, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was with them. And uh, it just, uh, it's really nice and I feel that it's, uh, it's best timing to do something something great so Mm. do you feel sitting here today this podcast is all about power and celebrating being the queen that you are you are the new queen of tennis do you feel the most in your power and the most empowered you've ever felt to go out there and chase all of your dreams and goals yeah, of course, after this win, I feel uh, much more confident in myself and uh, uh, and of course, I believe in myself even more now. Uh, it's not going to be easy to manage some new things uh, which are happening around me now, but for sure, uh, with the time, I'm just going to be better and still, as I said, I, I have so many things to improve, to work on and uh, yeah, I just still have same goals and uh, try to to achieve them and uh, yeah just to keep working hard with my team as we did and uh, uh, hopefully it's going to be many more finals on the Grand Slam and wins. What is the goal for you now? Uh, In the beginning of the year the goal was to be top 10. Uh, I was always kind of close but still not top 10 and uh, unfortunately with this win uh, still the goal is the same for this year i, I still have few months to to uh, to make it happen to be top 10 but uh, end goal is of course uh, to be number one yeah we love to see it and before you you go off to go hit more tennis balls and become the world number one that we're so excited to see you become. We always end on this final question and it always is, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you'll always live by? Whatever happens is for the best, something like this. (laughs) I think that's so true and it really sums up your tennis journey, doesn't it? Yes. And the other one is just... uh always about the decision if i have to make any decisions i think it's just the first thing is coming out to the head then you still keep on thinking i think the first one you got you have to maybe 
stick to this one. I don't know, this is also what kind of helps me to make, for example, some decisions. Mm. Have you learned to trust your gut and to trust your own power then, in that sense? Uh, yes, of course, because even in the past it was some things, for example, even my parents will say one thing, someone else will say another, and it's kind of difficult, and I'm doing how I felt in this moment. So, yes, for sure, it's it's very important, I think, to, to, to believe uh, what's best for you, and you are the one who knows best for yourself, I think. Mm, amazing. And that has got you to becoming the Wimbledon champion that's sitting before us today. I'm just so excited for you and so happy for you and to top it all off Thank as well you. you had the duchess of cambridge give you the trophy which is so yes. such an incredible life moment anyway just before you go what did she say to you yes she was very very nice uh, and uh, very beautiful actually uh <laughs> yes uh, she just congratulated me she said that i played really well and then i saw her for the second time after i went uh, out from the court and again she said that i played really well and it's uh, just an honor to hear these these things and uh, it's really something special which uh, i will never forget you are such a worthy champion and you're changing so much in the game already. So thank you so much for taking the time out to join me today. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode, whether you're inspired to go for a run, join a football team, or get involved with supporting our inspirational athletes. Let me know if you have. I'm on socials at Josh Smith Host, and I always love hearing from you and what you've been up to this summer. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think should hear it and get those combos going. And I'll see you next time. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.